I want to, we can get started here, but I want to point out there's a Bible story. Um, Samson, not allowed to cut his hair, cuts his hair, you know, loses his strength, gets captured by the Philistines. And, um, you know, eventually they gouge out his eyes and they tie him and he is performing in front of a bunch of Philistines. Well, right after they, they, there's a part in the Bible that says they cut his hair and like they mention, it mentions in the Bible that, you know, his hair began to grow again. And what I really like what I'm seeing right now, Jared, is he cut his beard off like a little while ago and he looked like a woman and uh, I'm seeing it's back. And I'm wondering, does that mean his strength is back? Are you going to knock out a whole like building of Philistines with your final blow now that you've well, got your hair back? I mean, the other day, obviously, you know, there comes a time when you have a beard that it crosses your mind that, you know what? maybe it's time to shave. Maybe it's time to cut this thing off. You know, I'm yeah. kind of sick of all the food getting in my mustache and constantly trying to part with it. You know, you always, you gotta, yeah. you gotta apply oil to it. It can, it can be a nuisance once in a while. But Are you an oil man? Always, man. Like yeah. as soon as it gets to the itchy stage, you start using some oil and it just helps immensely. But is it, do you get beard oil itself or is it it's, it's of... yes, it's considered beard oil. So I actually got some from Duluth Trading Company, uh, and uh, it is the smell of sawdust. Nice, nice. Yep. So now, it's just, I think it's in Joe that Jim. Bible story, it was because a woman cut Samson's hair. Is this all because of a woman, Jerry? Jezebel. Is, is, yeah. <laughs> totally. Is the Mrs. I'm mixing stories, down. but you know, he, it's more there of a was Delilah. no uh, Jezebel interruption. It's Delilah. With, with this, yeah. Delilah. yeah. No Delilah. <laughs> anyway. um, but, but, you know, actually, I just, I had that last night and I trimmed it, but I did not trim my mustache part because I, I like keeping that. it long, even though it always gets in the way. The mustache makes a beard. You can't I, have I a totally good, agree. Thick beard without a solid mustache. So I actually, when I cut it, I tried out the goatee for like a couple days. And so <laughs> just the stash around the lips kind of going down, just that area has gotten a head start of everything else. So you had a goatee for a while, just a, just a hot second. And then I'm probably like, good. I didn't see it. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that perform profound enough. It wasn't like a thick, like the, like the mid nineties dad. No, goatee. no, nothing like a, no intimidator type mustache, yeah. you know, yeah, the sure. Earnhardt. Yeah. But um, I I farted pretty hard a couple of times, and it just kind of grows a little bit more. I know I sneeze real hard, like yeah. uh, the Santa Claus movie. Tim Allen, we always say, for Jared. Um, well, I'm I'm glad you're back, Nick. Uh, for people who are listening, Nick has been on the show a few times. Go back and figure out who he is. Huntivore. <laughs> he likes to cook. He's part of Auto Turkey Farm. Uh, we like to have him on because. Basically, every time he's on, he tells us new recipes. Um, and so I figured going into the new year, hopefully a lot of our listeners have some venison in their freezer. Um, and a lot of times we found that these people, we get a lot of messages um, about how you prepare this cut or this cut. And so I figured, well, you know, um, why not have Nick on? I've, I've done the barbacoa shoulder recipe to death i did two over two at once over the uh the break and so i'm like you know what nick like come on give us some recipes that we should try so nick uh first of all before we even get into that how'd your hunting season turn out do you even have any venison to cook oh yes i got plenty of venison to play yeah, around sick with brag, dude yeah yeah easy. the well i mean it, it's a long drawn out story okay. the goal was uh three in the freezer 
I got three yeah. boys that are growing. The oldest is seven. The youngest is three, but they can plow through uh, a bunch of venison. And I'm really excited about that because it is like, whether it's, you know, steak pieces that I'm throwing out, whether it's ground, they're going to be mopping that stuff up. It's now their new favorite. So this year's goal was four. I'm sure, or excuse me, three. I'm sure next year is going to be four. It's going to be five. I'm going to really have to hammer it down. But uh, no, I felt really good. I got the second week of October. I was able to get out and I put a big doe down um, in the single digit numbers of October days. Nice. Felt really good about that. Yeah, um, that then a couple weeks later, I had a scenario where I, I nicknamed her Karen. She came by me in the tree and she was with some other, other deer, but the, this deer ended up seeing me blowing. Everybody ran out of there. And so I thought, well, the day's over and a buck ended up turning them around and they came back and they were then hiding around where I was set up. But that little one turned and kept looking where she had blew it the first time. And I said, Sorry, sweetie, you're yeah. you're eating this one. <laughs> she gone. So she went down. She wasn't as big as what I was hoping for. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was quite small. Uh, definitely an eater. Um, but then that same day, my my father gave me a call and said, "Hey, a deer got hit out by the turkey farm. Do you want this?" And I was like, "Perfect." So I got a small deer on the road, a small deer in the woods. We're up to two now. And then the third one happened to be another big salvage doe off of Whitneyville, uh, wonderful rural road to just find a, a smack doe. And I got to parade that around for half a day until I could get it home and, nice. and get it cut up. So I, yeah, we I got to live right off freezing. of Whitneyville. That's where my old stomping grounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's I cool. Hope you so didn't you got, watch her. <laughs> yeah. I hope that wasn't one you were watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what? those are, those are old deer, you know, that's somebody else's thing now. <laughs> somebody else's herd. So you got deer. Um, and you were messaging me a little bit about this, but you've got some fancy new ways of cooking some, some things. So like you've been experimenting for, for people who might've been watching or, or whatever, like what, what are some of the things you've been trying this year? Oh man. Um, so yeah, Santa was very, very generous and got me a sous vide uh, wand, one mm. that you dip into the pot. Yep. And actually today was the inaugural run. I was already shooting some stuff over to James, just being like, Hey, trying this out, seeing what it's like, um, working with that, uh, that water bath immersion. Yeah. You'll love that. I, I wanted <laughs> one, but then at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I wanted it. one, but it can't oh. be a, what do I want to say? Like a one trick pony, right? Like, like as, as a hunter, you start to like, I know how to, how to cook a steak. Mm -hmm. I know how to do techniques that I don't need a wand. Is it, is it just a steak cooker? And yeah. after several years of not just watching uh, outdoorsmen, but then yeah, going back into the normal foodie world and seeing several different things that you can use this for. One of which I'm really excited for is going to be actually doing some like duck legs, or I've got a couple pheasants that are cut up in the freezer still that were gifts um but to do like pheasant legs something that's really hard worked not go necessarily the barbacoa route but go with right. a confit where you're really salting those up and you add a little bit of that fresh uh herbs into that and then you can shred that onto whatever you're looking for basically making something that you would leave in the field or you wouldn't even mess with into something that's like absolutely a knockout 
that. Yeah. And I think that's probably the real ticket there with the the water immersion is, you know, as, as much as you want to be able to cook your steak in whatever flavors that you throw in that bag, there's a lot of other things that you can do with that, whether it is desserts, making tiny little custards, or whether it is, you know what, for my waterfowler friends, being able to take the parts that you don't use and make those into something delicious. Yeah, I, um, I love the sous vide. I, I got one a while back and what I found it was really handy for was bear because I'm always worried about undercooking bear. Yeah. Probably overly worried in some ways real careful. And it's not a nice way to not overcook and dry out like a meat, like a bear or like pork. I would imagine you could do something probably, probably pretty interesting with it. We keep it moist and tender. To go off of that, Jim, uh, cooking temperatures. I think the USDA actually just dropped the internal temperature requirement for pork from six one sixty five. I think like one sixty. Oh baby, you'd love you to hear correct. it. Correct. Yeah, so you, you can actually correct. cook it less than that. Have a what little changed? More paint to be safe about. What 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 changed? The, did meat get different in the last? I don't know. I would say it'd be control the because i read that same article Mm -hmm. and the aspect is is there's such a control on the product that uh farmers have that they've essentially grown grown that out of the the animal that tuberculosis you don't have this this wild entry coming in at any point of the the food system plus you know they're they're not in the out wide open now i'm sure if you had hogs that were raised open pasture there's there's going to be something different but something that's raised inside of one of those large grow out barns you're not going to be worried about tuberculosis working its way or excuse me um whatever it is nasty stuff um, getting into there i mean you still have there you go trichinosis you still have your normal salmonella and you still have your your stuff that's going to make you sick but at the same time the that one at least is gone Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I get meat from a lot of times from uh crane dance farm. They're south of here or whatever. Um, yeah. I was picking up, I did some kind of pork order, picking it up from them. Um, Cause most, I, you know, I, I posted this on online, but like the, most of the meat we eat is either from them. I'll eat some turkeys from, from you guys or what I kill. Other than that, like basically the meat I eat is in like a 15 mile radius for the most part, unless I'm hunting somewhere else. Um, but I was there and a woman standing next to me, she's like talking at this at the farmer's market. And she tells me that she eats the pork regularly raw from crane dance because she says it's organic or something. Whoa. And for some reason, some reason, and <laughs> I, I wasn't following except for, I was so thrown off. And she's like, she eats just raw pork. Cause like, you neither of you could tell me that you've never legitimately looked at a piece of bacon and thought raw bacon and thought you know i can I'm eat that throw that in there and gobble it down I, it oh. always looks so whenever i see it i'm like i could try that right now no i, w- bacon I, w- is smoked I will and say cured, so oh, yeah. it's not raw yeah, it's already true. been smoked it. it's been you could eat that raw or excuse me yeah. it's not raw anymore you could eat that in its non-fried state right Correct. it's cured totally good with that that woman at that farmer's market has a gut of iron okay because it don't matter if it's organic whatever that's what i thought i'm like whatever yeah or organism that you get in you it organic or not it's gonna tear you a new one that or a giant bag of weed (laughs) and she's just super hungry hey man 
whatever the we munchies. Could, i just think of the uh the old family guy it's like bill clinton and and peter are in the back of a limo and they look out and they see a pig and bill's like hey man we could eat that pig that we could that pig could be in our belly and they go they try to catch the pig so anyways got us off topic but you're, you're saying sous vide you go back to sous vide i all i was trying to say is i, I found that it's a nice way to get a good reverse you could do a cool reverse sear sim- mm-hmm. like a super simple reverse sear or you could do some of the you know breaking down the confit is it how do you say that again i tr- always try to avoid saying it out loud yeah confit it's confit. spelled oui. confit yeah. so that's us americans have a problem with it but anyway basically yeah, it's sounds like cone freedom yeah exactly cone freedom it's uh it's basically cooking in its own fat if you were to use like a uh a goose or um a duck in that point but there's going to be other critters that you can use in that that you're going to have to supplement either with uh animal fat or even olive oil um i did the the poor man's confit in a crock pot where i essentially used a whole ton of olive oil and then put squirrels in there and was able then to have squirrel confit and shred those up but at the same time now i'm left with a whole crock pot full of olive oil Mm. doing it in the sous vide where i have a bag i totally reduce the amount of oil that i'm either wasting or having to now try to find a way to use um at that point it was flavored you know olive oil we used it to cook but at the same time like to add it as a salad dressing it just it just didn't do the same but with the added uh, bit of sous vide you can do that in an economical way so you're not yeah. using gallons and gallons of olive oil you can do that right in the bag and are so that makes me, it a new val- new way to do things you're taking oil that you've cooked uh squirrel in and then you, you're thinking about making dressing out of it right yeah squirrel like, infused oil no man. you could i'm saying don't do that just don't use, use it. it i use it in the cooking where i would throw it in a pan heating it up to whatever i'm using say it be more squirrel like the shredded squirrel that i've used i'm able to then sear that in that oil Mm. or you know if i'm doing a chicken breast or whatever or turkey breast and i just need a little olive oil i have it in the fridge in a bottle where it's like flavored olive oil it's code word for squirrel oil so yeah (laughs) see i i I say it because i got i got the business from my wife and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law because I had made biz, some squirrel. Dude? What's that? You got the biz? I got the biz. Yeah. That sucks. I, I made some squirrel, right? And I'm so glad you said you you eat like how you made the squirrel. Because I am a huge proponent of people going out there and eat. Uh-oh. Yeah, we lost him. He had a good point, too. You know, I would... it was going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> I know. Something about how he got the business. I'm I'm guessing he got shit for eating. He didn't get the shits, but I think he got shit for eating the leftover oil, which I get mm-hmm. to a point. Um, but I want to know about this while we got up, you know, we're off offline for a second. The convi, are you just talking about, you know, heating up this oil and then just cooking the meat in it? Yeah. So okay. a traditional confit would be you render out the duck fat of a duck breast, yeah. and then you would take the legs and essentially poach them in the oil. 
it's just like a slow cooker, but you're using the basically the fat of the same animal to do this. Okay. This oh, is yeah, where yeah, you, yeah. it originates from. At that point, they would then take those now par-cooked or slow-cooked braised uh, pieces of meat and stick those into a jar, ladle in the, mm-hmm. the oil over the top, and basically it just preserves it for a super long period of time. That was the basically their way of preserving without having a chance to like to not have it spoil. So that's how you, they would hold this. So they wouldn't have to use any kind of canning method. They would just self-preserve itself in the, I guess, the solidified fat. Yeah, there would they would somehow cap it. I don't know if they had a pressure or if it was like seriously sealed cans or if mm-hmm. they just had like because I've seen it too where people will melt a basically a saturated fat, be it a tallow, be it butter, whatever it is, melt that, pour that on the top of whatever they're doing, and when it solidifies, it creates a seal. So oh, now wow. you have to dig through either the tallow or you have to dig through the fat or the the butter in order to get to whatever it is. This is all old school style. Anyway, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, but cooking it in the oil, A, it's kind of cool because it's from the same animal, but at the same time, it offers a new, very velvety, very smooth shred to that because it's all in an oil. It's very rich. It's very, very silky. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you could throw it onto whatever whatever you want. Um, probably what really got me on to even thinking about Confi was there's a brewery in Grand Rapids called Brewery Vivant. Oh, yeah. They do a Dunk Confi. Yes. Dunk Confi nachos. And the first time that I had them, I was like, I got to figure out what, what this Confit is because I didn't know <laughs> at that point. <laughs> but it got me digging into it. So, yeah, here it is. Some you know, some brewery has some sweet new idea. And now that's kind of the only way that I really like to use squirrel. I mean, the, fr- the, the double fried or even the parboil and the fry them, that that's great. And that's fun to do with some of the kids, but not everybody's going to want a, a fried piece of squirrel. Right. Whereas the shredded can get used in a whole different, a whole ton of ways. I mean, you name it, whether we go to the old traditional taco or the you know enchiladas or whatever you want to do if you've got a whole mess of squirrels um i did one where i took that shredded squirrel and put it actually inside of a yeast dough and made what i called bushy tail buns and they were just little bite-sized little rolls that i could just once you bite into them i had a little piece of cheese some onion and some squirrel in there and it was a great little appetizer those those got Hmm. cleaned up really quick after uh you know, we had a sporting event thing going on at our house, and it was like, "Hey, throw those out there!" And man, people gobbled them up without even thinking about what they were. That's but, that's uh, the that's the crazy thing. Like you can, that's what been, I guess, one of my biggest pushes um, is trying to get people to try wild game. And it's just, I don't know why it's so hard for people who have never, you know, hunted before or even thought about hunting or even thought about the fact of eating a a wild non-domesticated animal it's just trying to introduce them to something without having them think about it and then wig themselves out thinking oh my gosh i'm eating a bear but the second you actually serve it to them in a way that they've seen before with domestic animals so for instance last year i made up um it's practically smoked bear meatballs right mix it with some breadcrumbs some herbs in there uh, and then you just kind of baste it with and, and brush it while it's smoking with, I did like a, 
a sweeter barbecue sauce, something that they're used to, like a honey barbecue. And believe it or not, those things were gone before almost any of the other appetizers, just because I don't know if it's the fact that they said, oh, I want to try something new or if they actually really liked it. But man, getting over that hump, some people were very, very reluctant to try it. They're like, oh, that's bear. And they got in their head and they didn't want to try it. And right. I mean, there's, there's even times where I even think about that. It's like, holy cow. I don't know if, I mean, I'll try it. You just got to like get over the fact that you're trying something different. It's not going to taste the same way that you've experienced before. Like, even like you had mentioned, you, you have a few pheasants in your freezer to someone who has never tried pheasant before. They're never going to really know the difference unless you tell them. Right. So exactly. I had my bro, my had my brother-in-law and sister-in-law over, I think, Oh, I think it was last fall. And I had the same scenario. I had a few pheasants in the freezer. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cook these up. And I think we did like, uh, like an Alfredo, you know, and substituted the chicken for the, the pheasant breasts. And all of a sudden, you know, all these brother and sister-in-law show up and they're like, oh, you guys want to eat? And they're like, yeah, sure. So they sat down like, what are you guys having? We're having, we're having chicken Alfredo, you know, and we didn't really tell them. And they demolished the meal. I had no idea. Until, you know, like before they had like three or four bites left, I'm like, look, I don't really like surprising people with saying, hey, this is what you're eating. But, hey, you're eating pheasant right now. And they both kind of stopped, you know, kind of looked at each other a second. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pheasant. You know, they kind of looked at it, kind of poked around. And then, they, you know, they started eating it again. And it's, it's kind of fun to watch like people's ex- experiences and, and reactions to that. But. There was one particular recipe that you were trying here just recently, Nick, and it's something that I have yet to had the clutches to stomach, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> and it, it was your, what were they? Liver ravioli? Yes. Okay. Yes. I want you to, I want you to touch on this. Cause I just had seen uh, a few videos of you making this, at least piping them into the, the trays at least. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Last time I had, beef liver i was sick and i don't think i'd ever touch it again but you have found a way to utilize venison liver in a way that's not just liver and onions in a, in a cast iron with ketchup yes. all over it i i don't I, I got back into so i early in the season i said i'm keeping a liver and i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out mm-hmm. and i had i've kept liver in the past off of a deer and i've done the traditional liver and onions it's something that I didn't have a lot of experience in. And so I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared of it. I, I don't like going on roller coasters. That's not exciting to me. I don't need that is no, that's an instant throw up. I don't do well in those, <laughs> those environments. I don't, I don't like scary movies. I don't want to yeah. intentionally go see some. You guys the are pansies. Hey, I'm back by the way. Oh, oh there you. he is. There you Welcome go. back. Uh, I'm in a uh, a condo, and all the internet and all the every this whole building went out. Oh no! So, so I was even trying to get out of my neighbor's Wi-Fi. I couldn't do that. So I'm I'm on the phone, but I'm back, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, good. And I have no idea what I was saying, but I'm now very excited about liver because I just found a whole bag of chicken livers in my freezer. <laughs> good. good. So yeah, carry on. So I. Like food is what gets me exciting. So eating something new, eating something that people have either hyped up as terrible, eating something that people have hyped up as amazing, like 
that that's what I'm excited for. I'm in for the experience, whether it's me like not going to take it or it's just not going to be palatable. I can go through that. That's one thing I can handle, I guess. Um, but I wanted to figure out liver. I'm like, there's got to be a way. And so I did the liver and onions and I wasn't off put by it, but I could definitely say like, man, I can only eat like one or two of these. Yep. And you know, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. It, <clears throat> it's rich. It's unmistakable. The, the flavor of it. Yes. I, I did have a couple of the ends get very irony and mealy gritty as people would describe that. So I experienced that. I know what, what burnt liver or what overcooked liver liver does taste like. And I'm like, there's gotta be a preparation and I'm not the first one to want to try this out because again, I go back to the old world side of cooking, head back over to Europe. They had some good ideas uh, and we want to be able to highlight some of those things. And two of those things, I was really excited to talk to both of you guys because I have a liver recipe for not just you, Jared, but I have one for James as well. James we, can we handle this. Get our own? Yeah, baby, you love to hear it. Do we each get our own? Like you each get your own. Oh, yes. So I am going to start with James because the cool. idea of going with a Cajun sausage. You're oh. not, you like sausage there, uh, James. Yes, he does. <laughs> Easy, Jared. Easy. <laughs> And we're going to stay outside the casing, actually, on this one. And I'm going to actually have you go into the deep fryer first. Mm -hmm. You can do this in the air fryer. And I know you have one of those, James. I imagine you have an air fryer. And this is a perfect item to be able to put into that. And what I'm basically having to do is make a boudin ball. And Ooh. boudin is an easy Cajun uh, sausage. It is uh, probably about three quarters its weight in a hard-worked muscle, usually pork shoulder. Mm -hmm. Then yep. the quarter of it is livers, whether it's chicken, whether it's pork. There is equal parts of meat to cooked rice. Then you get your trinity. Your trinity is going to be uh, celery. It's going to be onion, and it's going to be bell pepper. Oh, I, I traded you, I, this out. Oh, you thought you were going to go carrot. I, I thought you were going mirepaw. That's French. Mm -hmm. The Cajuns created the Trinity. This is their off put, man. You get down into Louisiana and they, as much as they hold on to their uh, roots in France, they're their own separate thing. And so oh, they, yeah. they actually go with the bell pepper. Hmm. I traded this out hmm. again and I went with poblano and I went with jalapeno. So I Ooh, did two cool. jalapenos, one poblano. All of this gets chopped up and mixed in together with black pepper, salt, cayenne, just a little bit, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what was my other one? Oh, heavy amount of garlic. I think it called for six cloves minced. Heavy amount oh, of garlic. Baby. And I think just a touch of coriander. All this gets mixed up and let it sit overnight in your fridge. So... Jared, or excuse me, James, once you got this all put together, just put it in your fridge and just let it yeah. sit overnight. Come back the next day. Then it's going to sit on your, uh, it's going to sit on your stove for probably an hour to a half, two hours. You got to boil all of this. So you're going to okay. boil it and it's not going to look very appetizing. 
both the recipes I'm talking about, it does not look good until it gets to the final. So you got to stick with it. You're going to get that so you can fork tender all of the pieces of meat. So you, when you stab a piece of meat, your fork goes into it, you know you're set. Yeah. You can either, well, you, you have to drain out all the liquid. Don't lose that liquid. Keep it all. So now you've got all your pieces drained. You can either chop it on a board so it gets into this real pasty-like consistency or run it through your grinder. Both items, both ways work. I am yeah. currently waiting on a grinder. So all I had was my cleaver, took a little extra arm effort, took a little extra time, but it works. Mm-hmm. Now I mix that chopped with equal parts cooked rice. So while I was boiling, I was making the rice, mix this all together now. Is it white rice? You can use white. I used brown rice because that's what I had. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to ladle in the liquid and I'm going to, I want to put like three or four ladles into this thing and I want it to start to get really sticky. And by ladling in that liquid back in, it starts to work with the rice. It starts to work with uh, the chopped pieces of meat and it's going to get this kind of pasty, but it's going to be loose. Let that cool off completely. And then you can then form it into balls. It's almost like a loose cookie dough at this point. I was going to say, what's the consistency you're aiming for? You're, yeah, it's going to be a loose cookie dough or very much meatballish at this okay. point. Yeah, that's what Same. I had in mind, like a meatball. Yes. And so I actually used a melon baller just to keep myself consistent. And I would pull one of those out. I'd have to work it with my hand. It, it does take a little work to get those to, to come together. And then I put those on a cookie sheet and immediately threw them all in the freezer. So as soon as I filled that cookie sheet with 24 of them, threw that in the freezer, and I let them freeze all the way through. As soon as I pulled them back out, now frozen, I tried to take one step out of like preparation once I got to actually wanting to make them for people that are present. And then I just basically, you know, put the frozen balls into a Ziploc bag, portion about the, how many I wanted. I found that 10 feeds like four adults really good. 10 or 12 feeds four adults is like a great little appetizer. Mm-hmm. Threw in maybe two tablespoons of flour. Zipped it up, shook them up, does two things. Keeps them from sticking to each other once they go back in the freezer. Sure. And it's going to help for when you go to your egg and then to your panko. You're going to want to use panko on this just because it gets a really good outer shell to what you're trying to do. I pulled them out, and there wasn't even a lapse of time between having the fryer going. I actually pulled the still frozen on the inside ball into the egg, into the panko, and into the fryer. And I got heat all the way through. It heated itself all the way back through uh, so that it was still, like, piping hot in the middle as it was on the outside. But I tell you, with a little Chick-fil-A dipping sauce, that's been the perfect pairing that I've got. You got the heat, you got the sweet mixing together. And it's ultimately, it is not a very difficult thing. It just takes two days the hardest thing is waiting i would say once you get to step one you're like i want to do step two you got to do step two tomorrow so that's the only downside to making boudin but i tell you that is one that is going to be a mainstay in my freezer just because number one it it uses shoulder which i mean i really enjoy the shoulder meat Mm -hmm. and two it uses liver which is something that I've, i've wanted to incorporate more of and use more of leave less out in the field 
And I yeah. guess the third one too, is it's just, it's a crowd pleaser. It's yeah. you get the boudin, you get the spice of it. And the side note, the accompanying uh, orchestra is the liver. It's not the main show. And I think that's a great yeah. spot for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. When, when late liver is like the main, at least for me, the main show, the main attraction, it's rich and it's much. And like one time I, I, my brother-in-law and I think I might've told this before, like I tried to make a bunch of liver and I was good. Like I did the, I put it in lemon juice rather than milk to get some of that uh, soak it and stuff. And I ate like a lot of it. Um, you eat a lot of liver, your farts are going to smell straight up liver when you, when you do it again. I don't know how, you know, who liver King is, you know, that guy. I've not heard of liver I'm, King. Liver King people on, I'm sure people listening have, some of them have heard. It's this dude who's just, clearly on anabolic steroids but he also eats raw liver and raw and he just he pops i mean his thing is the liver all the time he's the liver king so uh i don't want to go there so it's nice to have like that that backup that background orchestra of liver behind something else uh so no that's a good you know that's a, i'm glad you picked that for me that's very appropriate and i mean to even start out too so your first batch is with the chicken livers you were talking about in your freezer yeah. already you know that's a great way to use those. It's going to be mild. And then next year, when you harvest your next animal, then it's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take this. I'm going to use, I'm going to use this white tail liver. I'm going to use this bear liver. I'm going to try yeah. it out. Don't be scared. Cause especially in this recipe, a little does go a long ways. And the recipe that I made, or at least the, the, the amount that I made, I essentially used six ounces of liver. And so it was like, eh, maybe one of the lobes, off of a white tail that was that was mm -hmm. probably the portion size on that so it's not bad no and it's a great no. way to start out it's a great way to start using it getting used to it and then you can step into recipe two and this is the one i picked for jared because <sighs> it's alpha. gonna take it's it's gonna take a little extra pizzazz on this one it takes Ooh. a fine hand Ultimately, <laughs> not jazz hands, <laughs> not <Hey>! jazz hands. <laughs> it's, it's essentially two very easy things that can be super intimidating. You just got to show confidence in what you're doing. Um, the first is making a pate, or excuse me, not a pate, a mousse, uh, also mm. called pate sometimes. But the mousse in itself, the liver mousse, is going to be very forward with liver but at the same time the other notes along with it are super pungent as, as well you're making something we're basically working with a flavor bomb this thing is going to explode and it it could hurt somebody in large amounts so the way we serve this is in small amounts very good and that's where going with a ravioli is like a perfect little like pop in the mouth it's super rich in the fact that when i i make the when i made the filling this mousse it is 14 ounces of liver it is a almost a full pound of liver so i knew i was already working with something serious it is a whole onion or a shallot two shallots if you wanted to go that route white it's, onion red onion i would stick with the white or a yellow i wouldn't go with a, a red Vidalia? Red spicier, right? Right. I'm thinking more or less on the end note of this. You don't want pink to come up out out of the hue of what you're making, because uh, 
I don't I don't think you need any more purple added to what you end up with your final results. <laughs> <laughs> so if we could if we could stick with a neutral, that might help you out. <laughs> but I used a white, and I really had a, a good uh, good use out of that. Okay. Um, what else was in there? You're making the moose. I'm making the moose. I'm quick going back to my notes here slash my my pictures here where I was making. And in fact, like when I put this moose together, it it took maybe half the time that I was want that I thought it was going to be. It was it was saying like it'll take twenty minutes, but bank on an hour of you messing with this thing. Wow. And I just went in with confidence, and yeah, by like fifteen minutes, I was like, boom, we're done, we're on our way. Hmm. Oh, yes, the two elements that I did forget in that. So I talked about the fourteen ounces of liver, the whole onion. Um, it does ask for a little bit of smoked, uh, either ham hock or bacon or pancetta or whatever you got. I had two pieces of bacon that were there. So those I had in, and then it does call for a ton of butter. This is very heavy on both the heavy cream. I shouldn't say necessarily heavy on the heavy cream, but heavy on the butter. I think it used seven, uh, tablespoons, so I actually took a stick of butter stick. and I went one line cut and I used the big hunk of yep. that. Jared puts the butt and butter. Boom. <laughs> butter. Hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, so putting this, melt out the butter and then you, you know, just start throwing things in at least as far as the veg goes. You go with the, your onion. I threw in the bacon on this point. Um, then I incorporated the liver. Not necessarily going for a sear, but just wanting to kind of poach it in that liquid and just get it not cooked all the way through, but just to the point where the outside was nice and cooked and the inside was still pink. Okay. Um, to deglaze the whole pan, I left everything in there and just was moving it around with a spatula, and I added brandy into mm. it, a good amount of brandy. You want to go with a cognac or, I mean, here in Michigan, we have the Christian Brothers brandy. It's super cheap stuff. Um, I would say super cheap on this just because you're going for the flavor of it. You're not necessarily going for the alcohol of it because you cook that off as it's sitting there. I mean, a splash does go down the hatch because we're cooking and that's what you do. And drinking. <laughs> and then add a, add a splat. Well, it's probably a quarter cup of heavy cream. Mm. And so now I've got this concoction in my pan. And if, if you end up seeing it on my uh, stories, I think they're now gone. I think I got to publish them again. But it just, you know, it looked like a mess. And I'm just like, I, I'm trusting the process on this because this doesn't look good. You go to your blender and everything goes from the pan into the blender, put it on low, put it on medium, put it on high. You can't over blitz this thing. You're emulsifying it. You're, you want to whip the cream. You want to incorporate the butter into every bit of that. So it's not identifiable. And it literally looks like, it looks like a frosty. You know that it's not a frosty, but it looks like a frosty at this point. <laughs> Don't dip your fries in there. No. But I pulled that top <laughs> off. And yeah, I'm not hit with frosty waves, but my like I'm hit with like this the hit of the onion, the tang of the onion. I can smell the liver, but I get the sweet from the brandy, and I'm already kind of kind of getting that butter creamy smell from it. And I'm like, you know what? This this might have some potential here. Hmm. 
you do have to throw it through a, a strainer. So you got a fine mesh strainer. You end up pouring yeah. that, use a ladle to push it through, and it is now smooth. What does it leave behind? What are like the goobers? What what, you, what is it? Just chunks of liver? <laughs> Stuff that, yeah, tubes? like either some of the veins that didn't you know that were in your liver that you you missed out on a uh, little bit of like the membranes that are in there. Sometimes you'll end up if you if you didn't mince your garlic enough or excuse me mince your uh, onions enough, you might get some of the skins from that. I didn't sure. have a lot come out. There was some ook left in there, so I scooped that through that out. But everything that fell through that, it was just smooth. And being the risk taker that I am, take a spoon of that. And I was like, all right, what am I getting? And I was just presented with a whole host of wonderful flavors from that. Now, it was dang rich. You only need one spoonful at a time. And I say that is in just just be ready to have it have a lot of to be stand up front, a lot of flavors. But at the same time, don't be off put because you're going to enjoy what that is it's just going to be super rich what for someone who is not used to having a lot of liver right it can be i mean have a nice way to put it, it can be a smack in the face right like if yes. you're not used to it um i guess on a scale of one to ten with one being like oh yeah i don't really taste a whole lot and ten being a slap in the face where would this hit on that scale if I were to feed it, you know, say to my family, you know? Gotcha. You and your wife will love it. Okay. Your oldest, probably the most particular of kids. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm translating into mine as well. Sure. My oldest is so particular. He's not going to touch it. Because my of the middle, consistency and the color or maybe the, ta- like the taste. I'm, like, I'm thinking why? consistency and color. Okay. My middle boy, he'll eat it because it, it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It's something new. He's mm-hmm. going to eat it, and he's going to be like, ew, and then he's going to lick it, and then he's going to laugh because he's going to be like, wow, there's a lot of flavor here. <laughs> but he won't mind it. And then we have the youngest, and he'll be like, yeah, I, don't, I just don't eat that. It's not Tostino's pizza rolls. It's not a Schwann's pizza. It's not mac and cheese. I don't eat stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So it was a, would you say James's recipe or my recipe would be more of the, or did you already say that the more introductory into the, liver? Yeah. Introductory goes to the boudin balls and okay. James. And I gave you the recipe that was going to be, this is, this is heavy forward. Step up. Yes. Wow. Heavy okay. forward Culinary expert up. around here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, I did go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. But then I go into like, just like we were talking uh, a little bit there, Jared, on presentation. Yeah. And the the little ravioli is so inconspicuous. It's it's noodle. And then you know that there's something in there. It could be cheese. It could be burger. It could be whatever, whatever you want in there. It could be. It's just works its way into ravioli. Yeah. And. Uh, once you get good at making your own pasta, I am not, I outsource that to my brother-in-law. He is very hoity-toity when it comes to Italian stuff. So I let him take the charge on making the, the actual sheets of, of dough for me. Nice. It was actually super easy. He used a stand mixer, threw in some double zero fr- flour, which is like yep. the really fine stuff. Yep. And then threw right. an egg, 
threw an oil, a little water, turned that sucker on, let it all come together, and boom, there it was. He's probably got more to it, but that's exactly what I saw from him. <laughs> through the, the sheeter, he just kept putting it through, and if it was a little dry, he, he splashed a little water on it, and if it was a little wet, he threw on some flour. But essentially, he would then get the sheet out, and we, we did cheat. I mean, we're a couple mm-hmm. of hacks here in Michigan trying to impress some 90-year-old grandma from – from italy she's probably rolling over in her grave right now <laughs> but we had this little ravioli press and actually i looked one up it's like 30 bucks on amazon wow. so if you were into trying to this out you get one of these presses you throw your sheet on top of it and it's got a little depression maker that makes your little wells and then i just i took a ziploc bag pipe or nipped off i the watched corner. this yep. yeah and i stuffed in the the puree i stuffed in the the moose and just pipe that into the wells. And I found the fuller that I made the wells, the better the ravioli came together. Mm. So really don't, you know, don't be shy when you're filling those up. I put the second sheet on, you run basically a rolling pin over and it just depress. it cuts out your, all your little shapes on there <laughs> and you end up with these made raviolis. That's really cool. I would say a minute, minute to a half, maybe two boiling water we dropped a couple of those in and pop those pop those down and i tell you like i haven't had it, i'm outside of chef boyardee raviolis that was my first introduction i haven't gone any place and ordered specifically raviolis right but the few that i have had kind of don't touch what we just experienced yeah. even in just this this little ravioli it was a it was just one bite of that intense uh, liver because you know it's liver forward, but then you get the sweetness of that brandy. You get the onion that's incorporating into it, so it's not just liver on its own, and it was real smooth and creamy. And so I'm asking my my brother in law. I'm like, so what what sauce goes along with this? Do I, I go just with like a? Ask is this a is this a cream sauce? Is this a it, you know, what do I want to go? I don't want to go with a marinara. And he's like, honestly, whatever you throw on this, it's going to take, it's going to take front stage. You can't outpower what you've just made. It is, it is so upfront. Sure. But he said to be subtle on the edge, he said, I would do like a brown butter sage and Ooh. mix that all together. I, I did say, I'm like, I'm really kind of focusing on this, like cream and mushroom. He goes, was, Oh, cream and mushroom would be awesome. I was just going to say mushroom sounds pretty, pretty, uh, complimentary. So now here's the thing. You guys can keep a secret, right? Yeah. No one listening. Tell anybody listeners. Just don't talk about this. Yeah. I am so excited to reveal to the world a cream and morel sauce served with venison liver moose raviolis wow this is what we're going for but i gotta wait till may here yeah, we are do. in the middle of winter we gotta wait yeah. until may. we got some work to do yeah so do you have you've, you've got a, you've obviously have a hot spot for morels then well here's we the thing can, listeners, we can keep some more secrets yeah that's if a you could send secret. your gps <laughs> coordinates to huntivore at gmail.com i would be so entirely indebted to you <laughs> that'd be super cool of you yeah for pm go to our instagram pm we there you go yeah yeah slide into those dms right there yeah. <laughs> yes. 
but yeah, now it's, now I got to find somebody who's got a hot spot, either is going to show me or, you know, I mug them and then find out where they've been. But anyway, get the hot spot for morels. And I think just a whole bunch of morels mixed in with just a light cream sauce oh. with these raviolis. I tell you, knockout. It's going to be a knockout. Jared and I have a secret spot. We got a boatload of morels last year. Remember that? Remember that, that find? The hot spot. The hot spot. We got like bags and bags. Like bags and like, like just filling up my hat. Yeah, we're like, what do we? There's so many up. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if we would have eaten those, we would have been sad. <laughs> they were not morels. We're like, nah. I'm like, look at the whole time. I'm like, it, it doesn't look like a morel like that I've found before, but it kind of looks like morel. It's got to be it. It was, they were false. Okay. Were they actually false morels? They were false. Yeah. They were, there's, yeah, there's certain characteristics of a morel that you can identify. So if you cut it in half long way, what was it you have there? It should be hollow. It's hollow in the, the, the stem. Yes. It's hollow. Yeah. It's not filled up. Yeah. At least that's what I've been heard. And I've also, it's, it's connected at the top. Yes. Not yes. connected at the bottom. The, yes, exactly. Not at the base of the head of the, the, uh, the mushroom. We, from what I could tell, we could have eaten those. And some guys say that it's fine, which is never a guy on the internet that says it's fine is like, no, nah, I'm just, you know what? We just, I think of it as I spread salt, spores. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we spread the spores for somebody else to have yep. way more, like somebody else is going to be tricked. But like, I have, a, we'll have in my back, my hunting pack, like these little like handbag things that are just like stretchy materials that I'll throw. I mean, we're filling those up. We're filling our, like you said, our hats. Like, we were just like, we are geniuses. How do we do this? Although yeah. I would say, I mean, I will say we were kids in candy shop, but James was a blind kid. He could not find a, a mushroom to save his life. Yeah, no, I, 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 or, I'm serious. You're like, just I'm not, uniquely gifted. I'm not dogging on you. Like I would let him walk. I'm like, James, go find a mushroom. And he'd be walking <laughs> along this two track because that's where we found him. It's like in this old logging road. Which is where you would find a morel. Yep. It, I let him walk for a good while and he walked past like five or six. Yeah, I'm like, little did guys. Find, did you find one? like no man i don't see any of them yeah like turn around you know and then i'd let him look for a second i'm like then i'd point at it and he still couldn't find it finally (laughs) i had to go and actually pick it i'm like dude yeah it's right here uh here's the thing though it is 2020 you know it's not what you know it's who you know so james i think you're on the right track you know it's all about relationships i bring jared around and he does yeah maybe that was his end game you're like i'm just gonna act like i can't see it that's jared work i like to think you know (laughs) you do that a lot yeah i'll I'll say this though you know you always dog on me we go turkey hunting and i'm always looking for deer maybe i was just looking for turkey dude that was in turkey (laughs) mode you know yeah you're, you're right man every time we go turkey hunting i'm like dude there's some deer coming don't move he's like what do you care that there's deer 200 deer. who do you what do you even care about that They're like we're, we're hunting turkey turkeys hunting, right now so Soon. Any, all that being said is yeah well we're gonna be looking forward nick um to seeing that like completed recipe because we're gonna need photos we're gonna need a recipe posted i'm gonna wanna i want you gotta share this with the world because it sounds fantastic right right if there's anything worse than me doing dishes though it's me being a writer so it's part of 2020 is you know what we got these resolutions and if you put action steps they become goals 
Yeah. I'm trying to transition this write things down from a resolution into goals because yeah, yeah I've got just a couple things over at Sportsman's Nation, but man, I need to start plugging away at, at some more stuff. You definitely do. Uh, cause you got good recipes. Um, but is that, so that's a, that's a resolution for you, right? More. Would you say that's right. official? Lock it in. Oh man. Now people are hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Lock it's it the in. best. You know, I was reading about this today on some LinkedIn article. Like if you're going to keep your resolution, one of the secrets is to tell other people. So Jared, Here we are. now we got next Jared. What's your resolution? Um, you had a resolution there, buddy. Be a better hunter than Jim. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's already happened. I mean, body count alone. I was going to say, what what happened last year? What did, did happen? La- what what <laughs> happened this season, Jared? Well, I mean, I shot a turkey in the spring. Okay. Shot a deer this fall, winter. Late winter. Uh, you know what? Buzzer beater. I like Buzzer beater. Hey, you know Buzzer what? As long as you get it done. Got her done. I didn't shoot a turkey this year, although I I did the recurve and. I had a, we got turkey, a lot of turkeys in. It was not for lack of opportunities. No, but that's, I mean, that's here nor there. I would say we're, we're tied on the season. No, my, my real resolution. Tied on the season? My real resolution, sir. Um, okay. And last year, actually, this whole past hunting season was to be more observant, Ooh. which I feel like I was, mm-hmm. which I can probably go into later. There yep. may not be writing something on that. Ooh. Um, but me, I'm titillated. <laughs> Twitter painted. <laughs> um, man, try new, try new recipes. Mm. Okay. That's, I mean, all right, fair. Try new recipes. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. Well, you got two right there that include liver. I am well on my way first? to my resolution and goal. Yeah. Must be nice. Pick Good. a real easy one. Hey, next time you go first for resolutions mine's yeah. to become six foot tall it's been my resolution eating, every year by, eat, <laughs> by eating liver yeah liver king i'll be the new liver king no my liver my, ramps i do have a resolution uh, i would like to trap a beaver oh nice i've been trying and i have not done it yet so i i got my traps all pulled in i gotta find a new spot um but i haven't that's what i really want to get a beaver i want to eat it uh, that was uh, do a roast. I thought that was your nickname in high school, Beaver Trap, Be- Beaver King. Beaver, yeah, King. totally different. Yeah. Totally. yeah, that was before the Netflix special. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> went there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's my. I think that's my resolution. Did you trap a beaver? <laughs> I shot a coyote. That was new. Um, that was new this year. Like I, I like to do new to new to do new things. So beaver is on yeah. there. It's like something to do in the winter. Um, Did you pelt well, out? the uh the coyote yeah yep yeah it was a big big one i was hunting deer hunting and i see one big what looked like a big one come in and i'm like oh cool uh but i'm like i'm not i've i got this 300 wind mag and i had shot a deer with it earlier and i didn't put my ear earplugs in and dude my ears are literally as we're recording this right now this is a month ago still ring like it's tinnitus oh man so tinnitus like, it's tinnitus oh that's right someone yeah mm-hmm. it was tinnitus that's i told right. you that. you told me that mm-hmm. tinnitus common, um, mis- common misconception but you know um so you know, anyway so I, this, this coyote comes in i'm like i can't i could not it was i had one of those little like those ones that go behind your head that are like you see a guy with the chainsaw he's wearing but <laughs> i had him underneath my 
gator and i've got like a bandana i always have for blowing snot and i couldn't get it out in time because it was they if anybody's seen coyotes are hunting them they're moving like a lot so he comes in and he comes to the edge of the swamp and i swear he smelled the uh that fitzgerald uh ear dander because he came in downwind and he just came running right to my tree then he stopped when he got you know 30 yards away and took off i was i was probably 40 feet up in this pine tree i just climbed up in so I'm like, shoot, well, you know, I finally, I get my earplugs ready. I'm like, in case another one comes. And sure enough, like 30 seconds later, another one who, when it came in from above, looked almost totally black. I'm like, sweet, you know, blasted them. Uh, and it was, I mean, I 60 some pounds. It was big. It was a nice, big nice, dog. fluffy dog. And so I got a spot next to my fireplace. I'm going to be hanging them up. Pretty excited nice. about that. Nice. But, no, like I say, new things. So beaver for sure um and jared and i are in, in the midst of planning for our hunts for 2022 yep. i just i'm about to buy plane tickets tonight jared are you yeah alaska it's a la- the year of alaska Whoa. yeah that's Caribou. awesome i'm doing a uh the the hall road the dalton highway we uh you've you've met joe griffin before we we yeah. met at my house um and he's, I've been talking to him a bunch about doing this. And so what I'm taking my wife and my nine-year-old, we're going to fly into Anchorage tour around, like there's fjords and stuff you can see, uh, and for a couple of days, and then we're going to do about a week, drive the Dalton highway, sleep on in the tundra and hunt caribou in the bow zone, uh, for, for a week. So I'm hoping that I get to start working on my long shots, but I'm hoping I add caribou to the list. Cause that would be pretty mm. sweet. Nice. Nice. I, I'm trying to push Jared to do some elk. I tried, man. Um, I tried getting uh, Josh Ilderton and I, Josh from the Untamed. We tried getting into Idaho. Um, Idaho's got a pretty slick deal for, probably shouldn't say this, but there's probably a select few out there. There's plenty of people that already know clearly about it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> exactly. We, we tried to get into that thing. I think I was in line at like 20, I think. 20,000 or something. Um, so Idaho has a pretty slick deal for disabled veterans. If you're a certain disability rating, you but can Jared ain't that boy ain't right. Jared in, in state tag prices for elk. So I could have gotten elk tag, I think for a total of 75 bucks as opposed wow. to six, 700 bucks. Yeah. Yep. So they go quick. I mean, you got to be within the first, 300 in line when they open it up in the year um like i said i was at like twenty thousand. it they randomly select you so unless you're in that that first tier it's it's pretty it's pretty slim pickings by that time so so do you have a backup plan or what's your what do you have? i don't yet yeah, um, that old head of yours it is only january my mind is uh is on winter festivities ice fishing coyote hunting uh and then we'll go into to spring turkey and then i'll probably have a a plan a little bit farther yeah uh, we're uh nick do you ever do any coyote hunting i have done more ice fishing than i have okay. coyote hunting okay i've done two hunts for coyotes more or less us just sitting having good time yep. yeah. but uh that's how that has that's how that works i do have a friend who he has gotten himself into kind of like that varmint control yeah so he's got a wide season and that actually he's contracted through um, a couple, I think, counties where he actually takes out coyotes, but he uses a thermal yeah. uh, scope. 
Those and are he's sweet. Got, he's got it hooked up so that he can take video. Yeah. So, I mean, 2 a.m., all of a sudden my fun, phone buzzes, and I happen to look, and it's like, oh, Johnny Boy's got something. And he sends us little videos of this, and it's like, holy smokes, like, yeah. what a shot. Yeah. So I, it is super cool. But, uh, no, I think I'm leaning more towards the ice fishing just because after being in the woods by myself, like, being able to chum it up with somebody on the lake, like, that's just what I'm looking for. Also, my wife is like, no, you are not leaving the house without all the children. Go do something. <laughs> Go Fair. have a good time. Yeah. And I tell you, being on a big frozen lake, you know, granted, yeah, ice safety. And we go through the whole protocol, and it's if it's got to be thick if I take all the kids out yep. there. But at the same time, like, they're running around on the ice. You give them a scooper, and A, they're going to scoop everybody's hole, and then they're going to lose the scooper. Oh, at yeah, the same it's time, going to the bottom of the lake. It, yep. they got them for a good 20 minutes where you don't have to worry about them but oh, snacks man. in the the pop-up and just you know hanging out with guys that that is like one of those things that i'm so looking forward to yep. this year we've been doing a lot more of that lake the lake activities. yep you know um we did a lot of ice fishing my my daughter my wife been ice skating a lot i got ice skates from play it against sports popped them on walked out there and they I took like one skate and they lit like crumbled underneath my feet. So I, I got, I got to get myself another pair. So you went ice fishing instead. Yeah. I basically, I just kind of sat, sat around with like those weird, the, the whole blade came off the bottom. So I was in these little booties, just basically walking around and uh, skateless skates. So, well, Hey, we're, we're coming up on time boys. Um, we got recipes to try. We have resolutions to fulfill. Nick. Yes don't blow it when it comes to writing we're gonna i'm gonna be checking in like hey please Nick, do please do what have you written lately and uh you check in on the six the six foot journey that i'm on um i'm working on it you know i think can if i live I vicariously through you i'm at five eight like i feel like sh short guys need to unite on this you know yeah. what it the bigger you, you are the harder i don't know you that fall. i would identify as short though dude i think i think well personally i identify as six three Right. We do um, live in Dutch country though. So everybody's mm -hmm. six foot and up. <coughs> I know. Jared. I know. I tell everybody I'm five ten, and I'm with shoes on. I'm probably five ten without shoes. I'm probably like five, nine and three quarters. It's like a pretty sore subject. Short. <laughs> you know, it's, I've accepted it. I am. I am husky. I, it, I used to hate that term. Somebody said something that sturdy. That was sturdy. the new term that I was sturdy. like, you're sturdy. And I was like, I can live with that. Yeah, that's better. I'm not. I'm. I'm not husky. I'm just short. No, nah, I'm not short. Am I short? <laughs> you know what? Like a lot of here's the thing. A lot of the guys we've had on. A lot of the guys in hunting, the hunting industry, are pretty short. False. Like way shorter than you think. You'll see them in like the shows and stuff, and they're yeah. like these little fellers hopping off their high chairs to go accept some award we, we went to some award show and i remember watching i forgot was it the ata show or something jerry we watched like the film fest and some dude won i i won't say his name because i do know it uh i mm -hmm. can't think of it right now but he hops off his little high chair like scoots up there and i'm like oh, you are someone had to fella. lower the mic down yeah here you go guy oh man i'm surprised yeah. he doesn't have one of those little fold-out stands he just or like uh stools that just carries up <laughs> exactly you know steps on it <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of that a lot of little fellers so i didn't feel too bad but yeah west michigan among the dutch blonde people i'm brown haired and only five ten 
five nine three quarters <laughs> anyways nick thank you for coming on um sharing your recipes everybody write nick if you're if you don't see any writings coming from nick just send him a message encourage him to continue writing dms do yeah, it slide into his dms do it. um and yeah thank you for listening nick thanks for for coming on uh we're gonna obviously keep having you on to just share new recipes so we're gonna need you perfect. to keep experimenting perfect yep we'll Excellent. keep experimenting and yeah i'll find you know i'm i haven't completely figured out liver but yeah. we'll find something new this year that i'm gonna be like you know what maybe it's trotters this year maybe we work on the hoof of the animal we'll see what Ooh. happens Ooh, i love Jeez. it all right hunt of go check him out thanks everybody